Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. On this episode, we have the OGs, Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, Chad Ochocinco, Sweet Feet, Sweet Science, whatever you want to call them. And we have Jared Audrick. We talk about identity in sports. We talk about the HBCU movement. We talk about Hall of Fame. Freaky Fred. Get Freaky Fred in! People always ask me about the Hall of Fame. We ain't never want to make it to the Hall of Fame. Look at the way I behave when I play Look at the things I did when I played. I didn't care. I played the game of football the way I played it when I was in high school. The way I played in the NFL is the same way I played at Liberty City. But I think so all of a sudden, yeah. I get to the NFL, oh, everybody complaining about the way I play football. Well, that's what we do where I'm from. That's the way we play the right. game. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pills. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he got to eat, you know, spite your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bag, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The new collection is in. <laughs> Today we went over collection two. I was able to gift all of the staff and then do a Q&A, which we normally do when a collection drops. The collection's really just about being connected, being connected to the environment, being connected to one another, being appreciative of the small things. Like I remember when over quarantine, when I was sitting in my house and I'm looking outside and everybody's stuck. Nobody can go anywhere. Everybody's so worried about what they're missing out on that I didn't think anybody understood what they actually had. So being able to look at all the colors and the vibrancy of the environment and nature, like stone, which is one of our palettes, um, Sri Lanka print, which is the pearl of the Indian Ocean. You know, that's a sacred animal, just a cow, you know, to us. But to people in Sri Lanka, it is sacred, it's beautiful, it's holy. It's all these things. Um, that we take for granted, such as, you know, being home in quarantine. It's like a sneak peek into my brain at the moment, you know, March 2020. This is what my brain looked like. So look, bet $1, you get $150 in free bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook and have fun, okay? Bet $1, you get $150 and free bets. Ah. We had this conversation on the show uh, last season. You guys had the opportunity to go to FAMU versus Jackson State. I'm trying to start the conversation, right? Again, right. you know, we're going to have so many conversations around the football season, then we'll transition to basketball. There's going to be so many people. So NASCAR is getting involved with HBCU. So many people now rallying to the front line, talking about let's help our HBCU. What are we trying to accomplish? I think so. more so trying to 
put in a kid's head that it's okay to attend HBCUs, even if wanting to play at the highest level. To reach that pinnacle of whatever your dream may be, if it is the NFL, you can right. still go to an HBCU and accomplish that. Right. And everybody feels as if I got to go to the Alabama, I got to go to the UMs, I got to go to the Floridas. When in all, scouts look up under every rock. And if you pop out on film and on tape, they will find you. It's all about what you do in between those white lines and in between the hash marks. But why do you say it like that? It's, it's okay to go there. Like it, like it's like because it's frowned upon. Yeah, they, 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 they're great. They're <laughs> all like, brainwashed. But you're almost talking about it like you're coming out the closet or something. Like it's okay. You can so, go to an HBCU. It, it, it is because when you talk when you talk to them, <laughs> none of the kids want to do it. None, none of them want to do it. No. Now why? When you go talk to the kids, when why? Because they, talking, they why, feel they their say? best chances of making it to the NFL has to be at one of these big schools. We have to wait three years. Stand in line before you go play. Well, that's my big question. That's one of the big questions that I have for the HBCU conversation. Is like, well, what's the main goal? Do you want to, do you want to create an NFL pipeline, or do you want to build the culture at the HBCU? Like, what's more important, right, for an HBCU for 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 the actual athlete, right? Is it is it the NFL pipeline being developed through an HBCU, or is it an HBCU degree? Are we gonna are we gonna still have the same conversations about uh, how everybody's one and done at Duke or out after their junior year at Florida the same way at HBCU? What if you do one and done at HBCU? Is that the type of precedent you want to set? Like, what is it that you actually want to do at HBCU? When is I think it, when I think about the HBCU conversation in sports, I, I think about this moment we're in in leadership, right? Like, whether we like it or not, as athletes, entertainers. Um, you're a leader, right? And uh, you're you're given this platform, you're given this, you're on this pedestal, and so we're in this era where we're now trying to build our community. And so, if you're a leader now, there's more pressure on you. So when I think about the high school athlete, and it sucks to put them in this position, but these high our high school athletes, they have an opportunity. To, to go to an HBCU, attend an HBCU, and do something bigger than sports. Right. Right? We're talking about money. We're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about business. We're talking about, you know, government. You know, some of the brightest and best attend HBCUs. So what's more important to you for HBCU? To me, it's, it's about the culture. That's what it's about. Right? Oh, yes. Every other culture, you know, it's it, there's a sense of community. So if the athlete is the catalyst to galvanize the community, I'm for it. Right. It's, 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 uh, you just said it. It's unfair, and I say unfair, to ask an 18-year-old to do something for the culture. When he's trying to grind, when all of us, may, all of us got out the hood or got out of bad situations with sports. So you're asking this 18-year-old to take a chance, and I'll tell you this, I've said this before, and it's not a popular opinion. If you walk into Alabama, Florida, Michigan, their facilities are immaculate. They have $7 million weight room. They have the best training staff in the world, the most top-notch coaches. Right. You can't tell me a coach in HBCU is as good as Nick Saban. I would argue that all day. So if, 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 a, if a young black man, you're asking him to take a lesser coach, a lesser coach, lesser facilities, lesser trainers, lesser resources, lesser resources 
They're, Somebody got to do it first, though. But that's Somebody the thing. Do Somebody got to do it. That's what I'm saying. Y'all are asking movement. 18-year-olds yes. to do something for the culture. You are asking an 18-year-old to go to war? Ocho, I mean, but, but, but you ain't you ain't go to a Power Five school. I didn't have the grades coming out of high school. Right, right. I, I wanted to go to fam. I wanted to go to fam. I had I had to settle for Santa Monica first. Obviously, I went to Langston University, which was the only school that would accept me coming out of high school. Grades in Oklahoma. Yeah, in Oklahoma, Langston University. I got thrown out for fighting. I come back home to grandma in Miami. She says she with the famous. I washed my hands. I'm done. I can't do it no more because I didn't put her through the ringer. Throughout my entire childhood, I go to Santa Monica, back against the wall. Time clock, as far as eligibility, is ticking. It take me three years to get out of a two-year institution. I still don't get it. It still ain't click. Got everything together, one for one at Oregon State, and I ain't look back because of football. But if I could do it all over again, I would have attended FAM. I just didn't have the grades to go there. Really? So my 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 story is 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 weird because I was a knucklehead and barely squeezed through the crack. Why fam, though? I mean, you down here in Miami, listen, you got you will. Grandma took me to the Classic Man in 1984. She went to Cookman. My mama went to Cookman. But it was something about that band. and I ain't know nothing about football, but it was the band. I, I became fascinated in a band enthusiast after watching them and going to the Classic every single year. 84, 85. You know, I'm, I'm a little kid. I'm a little shorty. So even through high school, I still attended. And once I graduated, well, I graduated late. I still ain't had a grades to attend. Right. And that's probably, that's probably your fault, because I haven't had people like you in my life. <laughs> so, Man, you still ain't listening. You ain't going to listen. I'm telling you about it. Listen, I listen all the time. So really, it, it begins with just the, the message, the conversation. Yeah. And because I think, you, have, you have the Division I schools, and then you have the HBCUs. You know, we can't say the message out the gate is about athletics. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I know several people, in, even in this room, you know, you have attorneys, you have PhDs, you know, you have PharmDs. You, you know, you have a lot of these uh, high education uh, uh, backgrounds that come from HBCUs. So our conversation has been, you know, pretty much on the lines of sports, right? But it's deeper than that at the end of the day. HBCUs are great. You know, the engineering programs, the pharmacy programs, the, the, the law schools at these universities we have to change the conversation where it's not just about what we know in our community, which for the most part is just sports. But I think we that's have a, to say there's a, a there's a there's a part a, a part of it where this is your uh, plan A, this is plan B. We've never been conditioned to think about plan B. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of us fail. That's why 78 percent of us that are up when we retire from. The, the NFL, because we never really learned another, whether it's a trade or, you know, got a, got anything else from our education. We got a scholarship and that's great. At the end of the, at the very end of the day, whether it's HBCU or Division One, the scholarship, the money that you get coming in, that's priceless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm paying for books now. Hey, is that even guaranteed <laughs> you know though? It's not guaranteed. If you get a degree, is it guaranteed? Are you going to be in that same field if Listen, you, get, you get a first, degree? First of right, all, right, you don't right, need right, a degree. Right. right. Okay, well, we we just have to talk yeah, about. Say, I mean, you but you get into the but you get into the league. You get into the league. The average is two point five years. If you got Duke behind, you got Stanford behind, you got Harvard behind. You go to school. That network's different. You go to school. You go to Duke. You go to Stanford. You go to Florida. You go to HBCU. You mother debt up your. 
when you leave school for one, then you struggle to get a job in the field that you want to be in. As a regular student. I mean, as a regular student. As a regular student, it's normal. And I'm with Fred. My wife went to Howard. And I know folks from Hampton and, and all the different places, fam, you, when you, there's doctors, there's attorneys, there's that. When you look at football, especially, and NBA, I don't know a player. If y'all know a name from HBCU in the NBA, please let me know. I know Antoine <laughs> Bethea, and I know Darius Leonard. Y'all got anybody else? Yeah, brothers more. Who? It's a, it's but who? It's a lot it's more. more. Let me Google it. But, but, but we have to, we have to, we have to Google brothers this. More, there's more. But I know there's more, but if you go to Alabama, bro. That's disrespectful. Alabama is a pipeline. There is three starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now from Alabama. Right. Like, that's the thing. What Name a starting quarterback not from HBCU. But you're having, you're having a sports conversation. Think huh? about what Fred just not, said. Not, Fred just said, we got to think beyond sports. That's correct. all we talk about. Because it comes back to culture. It goes back to culture. I have two sons and a daughter. And if they are engineers, if they're doctors, if they're attorneys, if they're that, I am more than, I would love for you to go to Howard and follow your mom. So If you play sports, you need to go to a sports powerhouse. But here's what I'm saying. But here's what we have, though. But you need to if you mentally are strong and bet on yourself as far as your skill set on the field. It wouldn't matter what the No, it's not because, as you talk about, when them people are, and they do, they brush through everything. The scouts brush through. They look go everywhere. You look better playing on TV five, six, seven times a year then I have to go find film on you, play against inferior opponents on an inferior team. Fellas, athletically, it is no comparison. Where Trey Lance just came from? What school? Uh, uh, Idaho? Or was it uh, where, where, uh, North, 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 North Dakota, Dakota State, State Dakota. University? Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. that competition? Nothing. And he he might fail. That was a chance they yeah, took. I'm just like they, I know where you're going. You know they find you where you They at. took a chance Don't on Trey. Trey Lance ain't played about five games in college now. He's just physically talented, just like Carson Wentz. Channing, time, time, times have changed. But it's Channing, do you want, Channing, do you want, but Channing. Okay, times change, Fred. Times have changed. How many HBCU players got drafted this year in the 277? I mean, we, this year was under different circumstances. How many, how many players do you think that. next year? I understand 15, that. 15, 20? But Channing, do you want that to change? You want it to do. stay the same? Oh, no, but do you want it no, to no, stay no. the same? I would love it to change. Well, then you have to be able to take a different no, mindset for but it. But then you have to push these hundreds of millions of dollars. I went to Florida. We have bull gators. To be a bull gator, you got to get a hundred, Fred, what is it, a hundred racks a year? It's a lot. And they got money. thousands of people giving a hundred thousand dollars yeah. a year. Millions and millions. When Johnny Manziel was at Texas A&M, he made $600 million for them. $600 million in donations huh? when they was winning. That's it comes down to money. It comes down to money. And financially, HBCUs cannot compete with SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12 schools. They can't. I want it to be different, but I'm being honest. They cannot they cannot financially compete. 100 percent. But every movement, it it starts with a few people. Correct. You got primetime. You got Eddie George. Primetime walks away. Well, shoot, he has opportunity to make more money if he if he, you know, I'm saying on the media side. But. He's dedicating so much time to Jackson State. Eddie George does the same thing. So there's a few guys, who's next, right? Athletes, who's next? Channing, do you have a startup company? You ever start up a company by yes. yourself? I mean, and what is it? What's the, what's the basis of your, what, what is the orientation of your, your startup? What is, what is it? I see something I think can work, and I, it's bad to say, and this might be, y'all let me know if I'm wrong. I see a company 
that has potential and I funnel money into it to make it jump to a new level. So that not might be a startup, but one shoe, my shark diving company had a little boat, got a bigger boat. Business went up because you could take more people out. That, that's coming. Financial it's capital injection. It's capital common. injection, right. and that's what HBCUs need: capital injection. But Dion's that's doing the that. way they catch. Dion running around the sideline with his mirror glasses on are not going to change say, HBCU. Say it again, say it again. With his mirror glasses on. I, I watched I, him a couple I, weeks I, ago. I, I disagree. It's not changing HBCU. But, it's not changing. But, but, it do. Look, yes, it is. That's look look, look, at, look yeah. at the primetime games they get. Mm-hmm. The deals that he's doing. He got people funding the, money. The, the students, he, got, he got institutions. The students willing to come there. Rebuilding now the facilities. Like it, it's happening. It's, that's what I'm saying. It starts with one person. You got to crawl before you You also got to yeah. also take into account that the environment in which we're in now. This is 2021. Whatever looks good on the surface mm. can be underneath, right? Yeah. So Dion talked about Michael Strahan gave the kids suits. That's big. Michael Strahan is a big name. Everybody was uh, outfitted with a suit. Dion is bring. He 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 went there to bring that stigma. You know what what Dion the prime time the, the light he's shining the light on Jackson State on all the HBCUs. That everybody's going. It's a trickle down effect. So at at some point you have parents that are going to get the message. So it's just about the culture, man, and changing the conversations. So the more of us tend to go that way. Because we like what we see, we've always been used to shiny things. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go in that direction of those shiny things. And eventually, the whole entire conversation will change. Well, now those people, you know what I'm talking about, they got to come through us. Well, that's all you, talk about, you talk about conversations changing. The thing is, it's like, well, Channing, if, if, there's, if the conversation at one point was, was talking about how we shouldn't be shaming these kids... Uh, or the university shouldn't be shaming the kids for doing one and done, right? And that's more likely NBA or MLB, right? Doing one and done on the university, right? It's like, well, the whole, I remember the argument from other athletes being, go get that money. You got to go. Yeah. But what if that happens to an HBCU, right? What if that is, is the goal to just start replicating the same thing that happens at Dukes and Michigan States and USC's and everywhere else, all the other big schools and Alabama's, right, when they bounce early? Or do you want something more at the HBCU? You want them to, because in order for that to build, in order for that money to keep coming in, you need talent retention. You need to be able to keep right. the talent there. It's going to be tough, but that's the that's the so You got to keep them there for more than one year, more than two years, more than three. You're going to ask somebody to stay for four if you can get drafted in the first round? No. But, no, go get that bread. It's about business. Do y'all see right now college football? Alabama, Oklahoma, who's up there? Georgia, what, Clemson. Clemson. Those top teams. Those top teams right now. Do you think in five or six years, in, in this world that y'all are expecting to see, because I'm very <laughs> hesitant on this, y'all expect to see a, 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 a top 25 AP come out, right. and it says Alabama, Florida, it's going to be hard. Howard. <laughs> Howard. Fam. Fam. Texas A&M, Mississippi State, uh, Michigan, Penn State. Do y'all think that no matter what kid changes this narrative, that when that top AP 25 comes out in college football, I, that there's going to be an HBCU in that top 25? No, I, that's Florida not my State was a girls' school. 
What'd you say? Fred, how long ago was that? At one that, point Fred? in time, Florida State was a girl. Fred, that was, that was 17 14. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You asked the question. How you know that? How you know that? Oh, I know that. <laughs> but it's possible, is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, that's not my expectation. But it starts with this conversation. It starts with the Deion Sanders. I don't want to make mom's day. Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Need Alabama to be able to get to this point. Alabama helps. Though. If you like that, you don't need it. But Alabama You don't need it. You're not going to tell me, oh, I got to go to Alabama. When the last time Alabama had a quarterback that succeeded in the NFL? A quarterback? A quarterback that succeeded in the NFL because he went to Alabama. Three of them started right When is the last time Alabama had a quarterback that went to the NFL and succeeded? Oh, I'm at Alabama. Yeah, right. Listen. Okay. Listen, it's a So when is the last HBCU starting quarterback to ever even get to the NFL? Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. It's a mentality. If you were the dog that you think you are, why would you go? Alabama and wait in line three years to show yeah. If you really like that and you built like that, you can go to an HBCU and play from day one and get it out of your junior year if you really like that. If you really like if that. Really that's, like that. that's my mentality. And I'm just saying. That's how I think. Oh, no, no. But to that point, now, real talk, what 18-year-old, and I know we talk, we talk, and we, 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 I'm that dude, dude. What 18-year-old really thinks, I'm ready for the league? They're more comfortable. Right now, well, you no, can't. not in football, it, it, not in football. We, we, you think, you think yeah. about basketball, though. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm basketball, I'm I can basketball. see y'all. Basketball, right. and I'll tell you this, basketball, one baller can change a team. Football, but, but the discussion is different. Like if we talk, if it, we're man. talking straight ball, you are right, 100%. Everything you're saying from competing, that, like the expectation five years from now, I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not expecting a Howard to be in the top 25. Not right. expecting that. Right. 
But right now we're in this moment where everybody's more conscious, whether how they eat, you know what I mean? So wellness and also about culture, money. We have we're having these discussions. So if we're going to continue to have these discussions and we're looking at the black community, then one of those pipelines we're going to create is superstar athlete. Right. We make up what 80 percent of the NFL, 80 percent of the NBA. Why wouldn't you go to HBCU? Why won't you keep it right here? But that's the thing. That's exactly it. You got to in order for that to build, you got to retain the talent. You got to keep them there. Now just take, yeah, but, take but, but 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 you, but that's but that's tough though. It's not no 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 because you can it's, you just got to keep the pipeline. It's oh, not so, about when you're, you're talking about when but you're saying retain. You're talking about four years. Or are you talking about the if pipeline? It's a, if it's an NBA player, keep him there for three years. You got to try. But to you can't there. do that because now that's the only way that you build the HBCU. No, because that money keeps coming in for all their games. If you got the number one overall pick in the NBA sitting at an HBCU, and 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 they say. You can go and you can be the number one overall pick. You go. So then you it's about, okay, well, then, then it's two conversations. It's about turnover rate, which is creating a pipeline, right? Turnover rate meaning that every year you got a one and done. Let's, let's just use the NBA example because right. we know they can do one and done, right? You, you talk about mindset. You don't have that mindset when you're 18 years old to go straight to the NFL. But the NBA, you know it's a possibility. Right. So the thing is, is like, so let's just use NBA players and HBCUs. So the thing is, is that if you're going to try to get the HBCU to be built up and money to keep pouring in every year to be coming in, then you need a one and done every year. Or you get that guy that could go one and done and get him to stay two years, get him to stay three years. So you have more time to go get another one that comes in and do the same thing. So it's about turnover rate. I just I just think that's the conversation that needs to be had in terms of or what needs to be looked at, at the very least, if you're going to build out an HBCU, you got to keep them there a little bit longer. You got to that's that's cultural sacrifice, something that can't be calculated with money. Right. That's cultural sacrifice. When you're sacrificing something that is money, you're giving up money right. in order to build the culture. That's what culture is. Culture is incalculable. Mm. You can't calculate culture. Mm. But that's what the whole the whole industry is, is trying to suck culture dry. But the only way that you can build that up but that's, but that's is the by point. giving up. But, so that's so good. That's why we got to have a discussion. We had Dior on the show. And I said, Prime, I'm going to send you my nephews. Right? My kid's too young right now. My nephew's is up next. And it's because of that. It's like we talk about this, the culture vultures. When you look at who owns the culture, who's making money off of it, monetizing it, it ain't us. It ain't us. But that's so, why you keep it there at right, the HBCU. Right. That's why we got to have this conversation. And we're having that conversation in every industry. That's how I feel. We're having those conversations now for the very first time. Like, Ocho, fam, you, I, I didn't see you five years years ago wearing fam, you shirts. You, I mean, you I mean, like, no, I never seen that on like, on like, I mean, I can pull up, I can pull up I'm, not, I'm not calling you off. Oh, I'm not okay, calling you okay, off. Okay, but I'm saying now I feel like you're more intentional. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you I know. used to wear this to the games, going to play. Okay, yeah, it's always been a part okay. of. But 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 am I correct? So I'm wrong with you. But am I correct that there's more people that's more conscious now? Like, let me invest in black business or yeah, right? Yeah, I mean the times we're in, especially the times we're in now. Yes, but I, I, don't, I don't I don't like the fact that y'all think you need to go to a power five school just to make it. I don't think so. I ain't go to a power five. I went to UCF. Either you got it or you don't. Yeah. You got a better chance of going to a power you, five. Either you got it or you don't, because what's going to happen, you go to a power five, you yeah. sit there three years, yeah. you get drafted, you're going to get exposed anyway if you can't play. So 
So, yes. So why don't you go get the best of the best of the best, Ocho? The best of the best of the best in every category. What? Don't you? Once you dining hall, everything. That ain't got don't the dining hall. They got have something to do. That's the same. Field. Field. I ain't got nothing to do with on the field. Ocho, Either I, you can play or you see, can't. That's his whole argument. That's true. That's his whole argument. That's true. So, so what we, if you can play or you can't play, right? Listen, the what about what about the, the, what about development? What about development? What about training? What, 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 what about training table? What about training table? What about what about we're talking about playing the game of football? So, Ocho, I got to Florida at two ten. I left two years later at two fifty from eating steaks and stone crabs every night from having raw glass who's at Oklahoma State right now, train me, work out, take the little Mighty Shakes, Fred, the Mighty Shakes with 800 calories in it. That stuff is not available right now. I wish it was available, Ocho, but it's not available. Development. Nobody walks into a college ready to go to the NFL. Chandler, you get you, developed into is, getting is to this, the NFL. Is this you, is this you saying you want to donate? How big were you when you got to Penn State? You about 180. No, I was 295. <laughs> I was 295. 295 as a freshman. I was 295 as a freshman. Yeah, I was 295 and I got down to 280, so I could play the so I could play the five. Nah, man, not at all. I'm speaking speaking more from a skill set point, anyway. I mean, you don't need to. You don't need to be 195, what two or 250. You don't need that. But Chandler, why don't you why don't you donate 200k? Why don't you donate 200k to Howard, your wife's (laughs) alma mater, so they can have them super, so they can have the super shake, right? You can have the super shake. Go ahead, man. Tell you, I I got three kids. Come on, man. I'm a donate. You can have a four. How about a four? No, I got everything cut. My my balls is hanging in the sack right now. I got nothing connected. But it's 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 just and listen, I know I always seem like the crazy dude and. the, the, the guy that doesn't, yeah, I'm crazy. But the guy that doesn't don't want HBUs to come up, I do want them to be where y'all are talking about. But I'm being realistic on where they are, and y'all are asking these 18 year olds to change a culture and do you something know, for you a know, culture. Let me that's tell you tough. what I'm asking. That's tough for an 18 year old. It's yeah. the same thing I'm asking the the pro athletes. Same conversation. Pro athletes, we make it to the league. Nike throw a check out there. You go 100,000, 200,000. There's only a couple of football players that's, that's truly making money, right? And what we doing is we taking that. Oh, I'm going to take that 100,000, 200,000. What I'm asking a pro athlete to do is like, don't take that. Go build your own or go build, help somebody else build something that's going to impact your community. Because that ain't coming back to us, right? So the college athlete, whether it's HBCU, Power Five, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, we looking at the dorms. Like Ocho said, it, it is sweet. It is sweet being able to go to a nice dorm. It is sweet to be able to have a nice campus that's, and this and that. Cute. But at the end of the day, if you're, we're talking about the athlete now, I don't need a dorm to make it to the league. I don't need that. So I'm asking you to sacrifice this a little bit. Build something else up. You know, build something bigger than yourself because it can happen, right? But we are so quick, you know what I'm saying, to take that check or take that first thing, that, something that's shiny. Like, come on, man, we got we to gotta go back to our own community. That's, that's what I'm asking. All right, so we're sitting here talking about legacy, right? 
and what you can leave behind. And that makes me start to think about, I don't think about the Hall of Fame. I know I'm not getting in. Like, <laughs> who else here will raise their hand to recognize that you're not getting in? I got you. I got you, J.O. Now, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting hand that's right interesting. there. That made you, bro, you dominated receiving for yeah, years. You've got time to play politics with them. Excuse me. I almost said the C word. My bad. We, we had this conversation a couple times. See, you raise your hand. I'm not raising my hand because I'm not putting any... I'm not putting any energy into that. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, like whatever happens, happens. No, that's a good point. Right? Okay, so, so like, if I'm you, not, But if you had to choose, bad to if you choose. had to choose between yeah. Hall of Fame and broke, that you make the Hall of Fame, but you go broke, or would you rather be rich and unknown and, Already, to, and, and to be forgotten forever? Great question. And I, and I made that decision years ago. If I'm going to be the bad guy with the bad rep, play on several teams, I'm going to do it. Because I, at the end of the day, when it's all over, I got my wife and I got my kids. Because for me, it was always about production. Because when you stop producing, they cut you. So I always put pressure on the offensive coordinators and the teams like, you brought me here, you're paying me a lot of money, use me. Because when you stop using me, I'm not going to make money. And I say that because to me, it was all about that. I, I, I literally said that like rings and, you know, the name and all of that. Like At the end of the day, it's a business. I'm making sure when I leave this game, I'm going to have everything I need to be able to take care of my family. So whether it was about winning games, which I gave it my all 100 percent. You can see that the way I play or even this discussion around Hall of Fame, it's the same thing. Like, no, I don't want to be in the Hall of Fame and broke. But do you remember the conversation that we had in yeah. Paris? Yeah. We sat there at a cafe in Paris, yeah. sitting there drinking late night, talking about this very thing. You're smiling because I know you remember the exact conversation. <laughs> I'm right. Because you were, you were rocking back and forth in your seat, talking about right. if I get one more year, if I get one more year, if I just get one. And I got I'm on one. a ballot. I'm on a ballot. What happened from that? From then, that was 2018. What right. happened from then to now? So I'm the type of dude that I don't want to leave no stone unturned. And so when I look at ball, it's about. It was always about. And I struggle with this. There's a way of doing it. So it's a, you got to. It's a. It's a thin line between being selfish and being a team guy, right? And that's what they throw in our face, team, 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 team. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And when it's a business for them, they're going to cut you. They're going to do whatever they need to do. They don't care about what happens with you. So for me, you know, I look at individual goals and then I look at team goals. Individual goals, and this is what we talked about, when I entered the league, things started to shape. I had no clue what success was in the NFL. Once I made it into the NFL, I started looking at the receivers. I'm like, okay, that's that's – that's where I need to be. Studying Ocho, T.O., you had Marvin Harrison, you had Steve Smith, you had Randy Marsh, you had others, you had Larry Fitzgerald, you had Anquan Bolton, you had all these dudes. So I'm looking at where I compare against those dudes year in and year out. So when, it's a, when, you, when you look at the individual goals, I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to be every single year so I can be up there with the best. And then I start looking at Hall of Fame. So I had specific goals in mind. Thousand catches. I wanted. To, I wanted to end top five and everything. 
So when we were in Paris, that was the end of my career. I, I got that one more year, but it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I felt like if I got one more year, maybe two, I would finish top five in everything and I would hit my goals. Because that's what it's all about for me, whether in sports or in business. There's the goal right there, and that's what I'm working for and working towards every single day. So that's what it was about, right? It was just about the goal that I set years ago. So that's what it was about. It wasn't about like Hall of Fame, like, oh my goodness, this is my identity. But what allowed you to lose that goal? What, what allowed you to say, I'm okay with not having that goal no more? Well, so again, go back to... Did you build another goal that no, was good enough? No, no. And that's something that, you know what I'm saying, that I, that, that's going to be a part of my story. But I said, I don't want to leave no stone unturned. I feel like I did everything I could to be the best wide receiver. Chad, you never so want to I can, I can, I can, I can go to sleep at night feeling good about that. Like, I did everything. I ate the way I should have ate. I slept the way I should have slept. I worked out the way I should have worked out. And so now if I fall short, I'm cool with that. And I had that same conversation with me two years ago. Well, he knew the numbers to the point. I'm 17 receptions behind Marvin Harrison. I'm 145 yards behind. This motherfucker knew every stat of who he's behind. And I was like, bro, you're doing your thing. Like, why are you so worried about it? I had the same conversation with him. And he knew you had that tunnel. I don't know if you were competing with them or competing with the Hall of Fame or just right. competing with yourself, like you're saying. But you really knew. Right. Ocho, you never had those same thoughts. You never knew how many catches you were behind people, how this, how that, the numbers, the percentages, the efficiency rates. And you never looked at that. No, too busy having fun. Too busy having fun. Talk, talking shit. Having fun, not following their NFL rule. People always ask me about the Hall of Fame, but you never want to make it to the Hall of Fame. Look at the way I behaved when I played. Look at the things I did when I played. That's my numbers say Hall of Fame, but the way I carried myself was not conducive. But did you know that when you yeah. were doing oh, that yeah. stuff? Like, Coach, oh, Coach, if yeah, I do yeah. this, this could yeah. hurt. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I didn't care. I played the game of football the way I played it when I was in high school. The way I played in the NFL is the same way I played at Liberty City. But I think so those, all of a sudden, yeah. I get to the NFL, oh, everybody complaining about the way I play football. Well, that's what we do where I'm from. That's the way we play the right. game. And I didn't need where, I'm, where I come from and how I am and how I'm built mentally. I'm not one that seek validation right. or needed acceptance. So when we played the Ravens, I forgot what night, Monday night, Thursday night, and I put that jacket on. My homeboy, hey, boy, you know, you got a few more yards before you cross 10,000. I say, for real? So I had all my homeboys from the hood. They came up there and told me, you about to hit the 10,000-yard mark. I said, okay, bet. When I scored, the whole point of me draping that jacket over, I felt I was Hall of Fame worthy at that point. Right. Regardless of what you... Man, I'm going to say it again. Regardless of what you people think... Excuse me. I know. It's the way I talk. I'm sorry. No, no, because every time we had this discussion, bro, for I real... I can't say the word. No, I feel like it, it's like a sensitive topic for, for you. What? I know it's definitely a sensitive topic for you. Why? But why, why, why are you on you? Because like you always say that like, ah, oh, there's a Sadie's people's name and you get no, I like. Say, I can't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but any other time we talk, you don't say, you don't, you don't. I know, but they're going to they gonna, they gonna bleep it out. You don't have to pull that. I know, I'm pulling it back because I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, I can't, talk, I can't, when I'm on the show. And I want, I want us, I wish we or those that want to be validated so bad, I don't even need the yellow jacket. Right. 
You know, just in general. But you get in. So you knew you knew your actions. Oh were yeah, you. oh they did. They weren't happy. They weren't letting me in that. Shit. You'll get in and now. And B, B, I tell you this: mm-hmm. the way you hold yourself, they gonna let you in sooner or later. You might be one of them old motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you might be two thousand and eighty-four when they let you in, but they gonna let you in because you know what you do. The media, you, 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 well, you put Brandon, on your face you, for the league. Brandon, you exemplify the type of guy that we want to bring into this Hall of Fame. Exactly what he's gonna do. Go get his jacket. <laughs> exactly what he's gonna do. But to go, that, to, go get to, his jacket. To, to the, the, the polar opposites of y'all two, and both knowing what they were doing, Freddie T. I honestly believe Fred. If you were more outspoken. You would be in the Hall of Fame right my, now. My, I swear listen, to God, listen, Fred, I, I 66 that, rushing that, touchdowns. Look, I just looked that, it up. If you had a dance, if you were if you were more, you know, outspoken, more rambunctious, I believe you like your name would be bigger than what it is. That's part of the game, right? And that just wasn't in me. That that, that that's what that wasn't what I did. But um, and I'm gonna cut this off after I say this. I remember hearing Tupac say some shit. I'm a butcher. But I'm going to try to get close to it. Right, right, right. I'm going to try my best. So it was along the lines of, let's say you look in this room, right? And it's and, and, and it's this analogy. It's 32 guys. It's 32 guys in the Hall of Fame now ahead of me, right? So if it's 32 guys in here eating, right? And you know, you're looking at all their plates and you're saying, I did as much work as 17 of those motherfuckers in there. I should be in there eating with them. Right. I don't give a fuck about what they think of me and my position in the Hall of Fame. I know I should be in this room eating because I put in more work than half of these motherfuckers in here. So I don't like at the end of the day, we're not in the same conversation where you say, I don't I don't care about them people. Right. <laughs> you feel me? I know I deserve to be in there. It's a different conversation. I don't give a fuck about me, but I know these motherfuckers eating off the same plate that I need to be eating off because I was better than all of them. You did everything by the book. Never got in trouble. Ran your numbers are great. Good guy. Good dude. Not freaky Fred. Good guy. No, good guy. Good guy. Very, very humble. Very, very humble. <laughs> we all joking about it, but everybody knows he's like, we all got arrested. We all got in trouble. He's like, Fred, what you do? He said... What, what did he say? He I, said, I got detained one time. Yeah, I got detained. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fred, but no, but bro, I believe out of all y'all, Fred should be the most upset about this. He is the most upset. No, I'm not upset. But, but Fred, I never been upset. Like, Fred, Fred, we keep Fred, having this conversation. Said, it. But the conversation he, he, is necessary. But Ocho, Ocho know why he did it. Ocho know why he did And I really believe be a slide in one day. First of all, Ocho's going to make it. I, I need to cap that off. He will make it. So, I don't need to hear from you right now. He will make it. His numbers they gotta is for, up there. They, they got to forget what he did. It. And then he's a media darling now. Everybody love him. He's oh, been a whoa, media whoa, darling. Whoa, whoa, I'm a media what? Darling. Meaning whoa, like the, they love you. No. No, the people that call the shots do not love me. They not going to forget about that. Now they do that. because this is the culture. Now they have to adapt. Like now who is the, cool who what the people doing. that call the shots? Huh? Who are the people that call the shots? You know, you know, you know who lets us in the Hall of Fame? Do you know? Have you I seen him? Know. Have you seen the dudes? Big dude, huh? Big dude, the a bunch of just saying the people they, right. ain't, <laughs> played, they, ain't played a lick of football in their life, and they enjoy the satisfaction. I will never give them folks the satisfaction of knowing they have control over how I feel. 
That's why and I they love that. I you, think they get a joy no, out no, of that. But I love, I, I know no, how no, you do. You're right. You're right. I love that. Because when I saw Randy Moss crying uh-huh. when he got in, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Why? Because I never want to feel like that type of validation oh towards God, the NFL. Finally like, let me you in. finally let me have the identity that I've always right, wanted. But that's not the case ooh. for Randy. He's a first ballot. Understood. But when yeah, I but saw what he's that. Saying is, I think what you're saying is, what, he, what he's saying is, is like, his for you to cry to say, this is so that. special, I made it to the Hall of Fame, which you I disagree with you, at but that I understand. At that particular point in time, you don't know, like, you have your, your you've, you've fought a lot. You've had your adversities. Yep. Nobody can tell you that you've gone through. Nobody can tell Randy what he's gone through. We, on the surface, we know who Randy Moss is on the surface because of what these people have given us. Like, I was on the team with Randy for two years, so I probably know a bit more than some other people on the outside. But he's going through a lot. He's going through a lot of shit. So when you feel like you make it to here, you're elated, and it's a sense of, you know, you let all that out. And a lot of times, you can't control your emotions. We're men. Like, we don't have to be so macho and prideful and all up. Let this go, bro, and then talk about it. And that's what it is. So it's not about him giving them a satisfaction. It's about what he feel like he's accomplished. So don't get it up. No, no one of you should get it up. If we set goals, like if Chad would have set goals, it'd be easier for him to say, all right, well, it might be harder for him to say, you know what? That shit don't matter at the end of the day. He never sat there. He never cared no, that's about a really good the point. That's Hall a good of point. Fame. So it's easier for him to deflect that. Because he's a competitor. So naturally, we got to keep our face clean and say, man, that in people because I never gave a anyway. But if it was some stuff that we aim to to, to go after, that's a different conversation. But because we come from where we come from, that's not the conversation. See, but you're not pulling back the layers, though, because what he's saying is this. When you saw those tears, you're probably thinking about identity. Mm-hmm. That's what he's thinking about. But, but see, that's Randy why I, I agree with way. both. It, it, I'm okay with you crying person. when you achieve something. Yeah, crying sports, is great. Yeah, man. As long Cry as it's life. not your identity. But like, yeah, you know, if, if you know, like, do I got you stuff. know Randy's identity? You can't but say, that, you, but that's you, the point, though. You, the you? greatest receiver, the great, the most gifted oh, receiver ever. All right, so if you go down, if, if you go ever. in the hood, if you go in the hood, what are they gonna say? If, if you see a young boy catch a ball over somebody else's head, I mossed him, right? But then if you go and have a conversation with Randy or ask him where he's from, or, or the, we didn't come through the same hood or environment. That ain't the Randy Moss that they think. But ain't that one? This is the why? Randy Moss that came from West Virginia. Growing up in a in a section of maybe just off the block from trailer parks and rednecks, that ain't the same that our people relate to. Who saying I lost them? So what they're seeing on TV is different than what they the perception of it is. So for you to say Randy was crying and what he's been to and what he catered to, it, it, like oh, for, for me it doesn't about, make sense. What we, about, what we talked about earlier is like we we put so much into sports. In our culture, in our neighborhoods, and our identity is wrapped up in it. So that's why we get so emotional about our game. That's, Whether that's one of the biggest. You know, th- but that's one of the biggest things I tell young athletes who are, you know, on the route to either D1 ball or to to uh, the NFL is that the main thing that I see after sports, the people that are the most successful, or at least the ones that aren't claiming they have, you know, debilitating depression are the ones that had goals or 
something, some other type of value outside of Hall of Fame, outside of the numbers, right? right? right. That you had your own set of goals right. that benefited the team, that benefited the franchise, but you still had your identity intact. So when they cut your head off and they say, you're gone, right. you're done, you can still walk away with you, right? You can still walk away with the things that you wanted to do. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that at the end of the day, you have to be able to have your goals separate from what the game wants you to have, right? If you don't win a Super Bowl, if you don't make a, a an all-pro team or a Hall of Fame, that you had your own goals, that you wanted to play for your culture, that you wanted to play for those certain things, that allows you to be you. And I think that's what allows Chad to be him without giving up about the Hall of Fame because he had goals separate from what the game wanted him to have. But you, bro, that's just balling. Like you just said, if you're playing for your team for a contract, play for another team. You just got to ball. If you balling, you're going to get paid by somebody. And that's the thing a lot of young dudes don't understand where they, that college stuff, oh, yeah, I, I love LSU. No, you need to just <laughs> love this scholarship so you can go get that bread later on because they don't love you later on. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he got to eat, you know, despite your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to like the we're wheels straight up, but in the past bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.